listening to 27 Talks Podcast. Step into the world of hair. We've got ideas and stories to share. Supporting salon culture and life. We'll provide the education. One talk at a time. sits down with her friend, Zoe Balilspring. Hi, and welcome to this episode of 27 Talks. Today, I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Zoe Balil Springer. Zoe is an award-winning writer, several eBooks, podcaster, and an incredible speaker based in Montreal. Zoe is truly known for crafting tailored, localized, and impactful content that's destined to various target audiences, but we always seem to truly connect when we talk about all things salon and salon business. We're both obsessed with the community that we're part of, and it's always a truly a pleasure to get together and talk about this incredible business that we both love. Today, though, we focused our discussion on all things about the self. How do you take that first step when there's something that you really want to achieve as your goal? How do you take that step, learn to walk, then to run and achieve what you most want? On the backside of that, once you have all your hopes and dreams, how in the heck do we take a moment to step back and carve out some time for our own self, our own self-care, and really learn to recognize when we need that. Zoe has had the amazing opportunities to be featured in such platforms as Salon Today, Modern Salon's Digital Summit, and Thrive Sessions, including Uppercase. Zoe's truly incredible, and I cannot wait for you who are listening and watching to be able to get some of this incredible information that we both shared. So thank you to Zoe. You guys enjoy this episode. Well, I'm so excited to have a friend of mine who I've known for a few years in this industry, Zoe, on the talk with me today. Welcome to 27 Talks. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. I like. I feel like we we always chat to each other like through Instagram Live or through even DMs and stuff. So it's it's good to actually sit down and have a proper chat. I know it's so awesome. And usually when we do see each other, there's conference happening. And like in the past, we've had like you know there's a lot of hustle and bustle going on, and we both get pulled in different directions. And then we get a chance to like have five minutes here, five minutes there. I'm so excited to have like you said a proper sit down and. And I love talking about our industry with you and you are such an amazing contributor to our salon world, but literally for everyone who is just listening and watching right now, I have to say, Zoe, you are one of the raddest people I know. You are such an amazing human. I know that, you know, the first second that I met you, I'm like, that is just, I want, one of our mutual friends had said this so perfectly and I'm going to quote it when I grow up, I want to be like Zoe because I think you really are so incredible. You are one of the raddest people I've ever met. And so it's not only an honor to have you as a friend, but have you on this talk with me. So I think you're awesome. I don't even know what to say. That's so sweet. Thank you. I think you're awesome too. Yeah. I've been holding on to that nugget for a little bit because it's so true. I'm like, Zoe's so rad. You're just so <laughs> rad. So um, for everyone who, who doesn't know your radness yet, so <laughs> let's go down the list. You have done so many incredible things. We first got a chance to meet through our relationship with you work for Forest Salon Software, and we got a chance to meet for the first time in Chicago yeah. quite a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID. <laughs> right? So how long have you been with Forest? I've been with Forrest actually just just uh, in March. It was five years now, so uh, quite yeah. The second it was interesting for me because like I'm only thirty and I've had like two five year stints in like 
two different companies. So I was like, whoa, I've actually like been working in like proper careers for 10 years already. And that was just kind of a shock to me <laughs> when I hit that five year anniversary in Forest. Like, what? Yeah, How did time go? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Cause like, I, so before Forest, I was working in a sound, uh, sound recording studio in Montreal for five years. And then I moved to Dublin and that's how I started, um, started in Forest. And, um, and in between that, like worked with Forest for two years in the head office in Dublin and then moved back to home back to Montreal and still working, um, but instead remotely this time. Um, so yeah, five years, crazy times. That's awesome though. And I think it says something when you realize like where did the time go that like you're doing something that is really driving you, pushing you forward, but you do lose all sense of time. Mm-hmm. You're like, how the heck did we get here? Like you're doing what you're totally meant to do is sharing and, you know, being a part of this amazing community and your reach is far broader than Forrest. I mean, you've been on some incredible stages. You're a writer, you're a podcaster, and you're always bringing the most amazing content weekly to so many different platforms. And I'm just so excited to talk a little bit about you know what one what motivates you how you conquer your fears Mm. they percolate right like that happens when you get up on stage like how do you even take that first step to do it I mean you've been on you did what was the um the last big conference that you did prior to shutdown I think you were prepping was Uh, it beauty well, I was prepping yeah. for Cosmoprov um, before uh, lockdown happened, before actually the pandemic just happened, took over the world. Uh, I was meant to be at uh, three of the Cosmoprov um, events. Um, but obviously all of that got canceled. There's no like dates or like, we don't know when it's gonna kind of pick up again. Um, but before that, like the last one that would have happened I'm actually not sure. Like it's been so long. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I don't remember. I've I've been I've been on the, the stage at um, Modern Salon uh, Salon Digital Summit in LA. Um, I was I also spoke at um, it was an online event, but it was called Uppercase, and then also Seattle Interactive, which was probably like one of my biggest ones outside of the salon industry, mm-hmm. and my first one, I suppose. Um, I was like on my own, just like really stressful and like yeah terrified I was terrified (laughs) that feeling it's like it it washes over you right you get this amazing opportunity you put yourself out there right you're like I think this is gonna be great this is gonna be great I want to do this I'm all in oh my gosh I'm paralyzed like right Mm -hmm. before you go to that event and either turn on the camera to do the digital or to get out onto that stage like what happens in your mind in that moment (laughs) way too much (laughs) way too much um i'll give the example of seattle interactive because it was probably the one that like stressed me out the most to be honest um i remember applying for that to speak at that conference and it was at the time when um, well you've met connor at the time connor was my manager in forest um and he was trying to push me to do more public speaking and it was it's always been like so out of my comfort zone i don't know where it actually comes from maybe like back in the day i know that like there i've had like a i was playing i, I played violin when i was a kid and there was this instance where i had this concert um and i was playing in like my age group but also the olders uh, the older age group and i managed to get one of the two done but the other one like I wasn't instructed to go the right way or some so so I missed one and I was like devastated so I wonder sometimes if that impacted like how I see performances and like being on stage um because I feel like like the things that that impact you as a kid can totally have like a ripple effect as like as far as like your subconscious could go you know sometimes I wonder if like that was part of it but I've always also always been kind of a shy person so so out of my comfort zone Connor's saying apply to these things just like get yourself out there um so I applied to a few got in for like an online one I was like okay online I can kind of do because I'm used to webinars you know 
And I applied for Seattle Interactive initially because I was like, well, it's a tech event, design, marketing, it sounds great. Like I'd actually love to just attend the event as well. It's in Seattle, I like, I wanna go there. It sounds amazing. It sounds like the kind of city that I'd be like really into. And so, but I didn't really have any hopes of getting through really. Um, Cause there was like people from like Google and Facebook and like all these big names. I was like, no, there's no way. Like I'm, I'm a nobody really compared to these people. <laughs> um, and then I get the email, I'm in, I'm in the Philly office in Forest and uh, Connor's right beside me. And I get the email and I just like, Connor, Connor, I'm going to Seattle. <laughs> I was just freaking out. Like, um, so fast forward a couple months, the event's happening. I'm going there on my own and um, I'm trying to just figure out how this, this is going to work. Like I've, I've rehearsed my presentation so many times in front of my mom and for my brother because they're both like um, pretty good at public speaking. And uh, my mom actually did a lot of conferences for her work. So I was like, okay, well, it's probably the hardest thing to present to your family and people that you're so close to. So like I'll present to them and if I can manage that, then I'll manage the stage, you know? <laughs> wrong I freak out total freak out um wait, waiting like that whole day so anxious until like I think my I think my talk was at like 2 p.m or something like that so like I had the full day to just like go over and over and over and over again I didn't even go in the speaker room I just couldn't face like being with other speakers um I was just like finding the like smallest little corner to just keep on rehearsing and stuff yeah 100 like sitting on the ground literally in the conference center like it was that that was me um in 2018 and um and so my time my time comes and I was at that time I feel like I feel like there was a lot going on in my head, like just a lot of like doubt, imposter syndrome, and, you know, everything like that just going on. And it was like, what, what, like a lot of what ifs, that was, that was it. A lot of what ifs, what if I forget a piece of my presentation? What if people aren't engaged? What if no one shows up? What if, cause you know, you had like lo loads of other sessions at the same time. So you don't really know what the turnout's gonna be. And obviously I didn't really have that big of a like speaker reputation at the time. So I was like, I wasn't expecting anything big either. So once I get into the room, the room's empty, I set up, um, everything's fine, chat to the, the, or the, the tech person uh, monitoring the room, and um, she gives me the go ahead to uh, start my presentation. So I do, and there's maybe like, I don't even know how many people there were in the room at that time, maybe like something like 50 or something like that. It wasn't too, too big. But I start and I'm really into it. And I'm like, okay, this is going great. Like, like for some reason, somehow, like my brain just switched off and it was like, it was empty and all I could, like, it was kind of like on autopilot. Like I had, I had like, I had it rehearsed so many times that I kind of just knew it. Like my body knew it, my, my, my brain just knew how to just get it out. So I'm having, in my opinion, a great time. I'm like, this is great. And then I see people coming in constantly in the room. I'm like, what is going on? Like, why are there people like walking in all the time? But I don't really like, I was like, oh, whatever. Like some people can be late, it's fine. But then I also see the tech person walk up around the stage to my left. And I'm like, okay, that's not a good sign though. <laughs> Something's up. <laughs> um, so she she signals me to come over and so I walk like I say sorry and like interrupt essentially my presentation um go over this is maybe like 10 minutes in um and I go over to her and she says hey listen I'm so terribly sorry um we started early so that's why like people are walking in all the time on you for like the, the past like 10 minutes um I guess like we have a kind of like two options uh, for you now and I'm like okay uh, like my mind's just going like million miles an hour you know and she's like okay well we could either start over in like five minutes or you could just like keep going um and so I I don't know what took over me at that moment, but I just turned to the audience and I was like, so here's the situation. 
<laughs> here's here's option A, here's option B. What do you guys want? <laughs> what, do, <laughs> what do you guys want? Do you want me to start over in like 10 minutes or like, should I just keep going? And everyone voted so that I kept going. So that's that I turned to the, the tech lady and I was like, well, I guess we've got our answer. And I just hopped back onto stage and kept going. And it took me a little, like maybe maybe a two minutes to just kind of get readjusted and like, okay, here's where I was. Okay, yeah, get into the flow again. But I managed to pull through and um, overall it was a great experience. Like people asked a lot of questions. Like I had obviously, because we started early, I had loads, like at least 10 more minutes for the Q and A, which was great because so many people had questions. Um, and then some other people like actually just stayed after I got off stage so that they could actually speak to me one-on-one, -on -one, which I thought was really, really nice as well. So yeah, terrifying. And also just like a massive curveball for like a big first experience. But I guess what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. I mean, what a hurdle thrown at you to have to like take a running start and jump over. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Every big event you remember, but like it's those moments like that, that you're like, oh my gosh, sort of the unimaginable happened and mm -hmm. you overcame it, but you did it with authenticity, right? Like mm -hmm. you're like, hey, I'm just gonna level. <laughs> yeah. You open yourself up like that, your audience is always gonna be like, oh, that like makes me feel so much better rather than like trying to scurry around and like sweep it under the rug, like nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Like yeah. you gotta just own it. And people are like, yes. And so that is what makes you cool. That is what makes you totally <laughs> cool right there. You just perfectly like described it. It's that moment where you just turn around and be like, I don't have any control over this situation. This is totally what it is. And mm -hmm. we're in this together. So as soon as you yeah. feel like we're in this together, yeah. you get somewhere really good. That's incredible. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have to say for anyone listening, like it's not something that I'm always good at for that particular setting and day. I guess I was just like in the right mindset to do that. But like I do, I, I do, um, work with a lot of anxiety so like sometimes it doesn't actually work <laughs> sometimes it doesn't like I'm not so like prompt to just be oh well here's what's happening and I can't control this so like what do we do and um, sometimes I just go into a bit of a, a panic mode but I think that's okay and I think that if you recognize also you can just label what's going on it makes it so much easier to just um take a step back and just okay well here's how I'm feeling here's the situation what can I do to make it better and to make myself feel better? Absolutely. And you are going to have those like success stories, like, wow, like that, we did that one. That was great. And you're going to have those other ones that you kind of like lay in bed at night and you're like, oh man, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. oh man, why did I say it like that? Or, and then you're kind of doing that, like, you know, self, self-doubt but and that's a whole that's our that's our next topic we're gonna go into but but I want to stick with this just for a second because I do think that there is that moment where you kind of have a choice right the choice is you could run out the back door right and just like the building's on fire and get out as fast as you can and not do it yeah but you and I were on a, a forest live briefly a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about putting yourself in that uncomfortable space. And it this kind of gave me that light bulb to have this continued discussion with you on this platform, because I think there is something really important there that everyone can relate to is how you do that. And my analogy to you on our forest discussion was that it was, you take one step, you just put one step and you see what happens. And then that one step helps you to walk. And then the walking helps you to run. And then you've conquered it. And I think that that's the most important thing to just put yourself out there and try. And I think right now, especially with us being in the time we're at, it's, you know, we're well into 2021. We're starting to see things happening in like uh all right we're getting our groove on we're getting back to things it doesn't look like it once did and it, it might not and that's you know that's all right we're but yeah. we've got some traction we're going somewhere and i think people are really 
coming up with creative ideas, coming up with those moments of introspection of, gosh, we've just been through absolute hell. What is it that I want to do? Do I want to try to put myself out there and do something different to take a risk, to take a leap? And there's that moment that everybody has of what is it that's holding you back? And I think there's quite a few things and I know I'll kind of kick it off for me. It's trust in myself. It's always Mm going to be trust in myself that I'm always going to be like, I can't do that because I'm worried that I'm going to let myself down, which I know is not a real thought, but it's a conversation that happens on the inside. Yeah. So maybe in those moments too, when you were either with getting that right before you got that email, or maybe the first time you started your podcast or jumped on to a forest live or, you know, again, your list and resume is long, but (laughs) what are some of those things that kind of do hold you back that restrain you a little bit? And then you have to overcome that. Um, I guess I was, it's interesting because I was having this conversation just recently, um, with someone, uh, very, very close to me. Um, and it's always been about like, well, what if I'm not good enough? What if um, what I put out is not good enough? Uh, and it's interesting because it's it's a hundred percent a story I'm telling myself. Because at the end of the day, um, no matter what that is that I'm putting out or like you know acting in, first of all, good enough. It's super subjective, extremely subjective, um, and. And like, at the end of the day, like there might, like you said, just with this platform, this conversation, if it helps just one person, is, like, isn't that good enough? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it you is. know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's definitely like the most, like the big, the big, big piece for me um, that I've just constantly have to, to kind of work with. I have like extremely high expectations uh for myself and it's something that I've been working on for the last like couple of years really that like I've been conscious of um I'm trying to just kind of navigate because it's something that also I tend to without realizing sometimes put on other people like if because I'm expecting so much of myself I think that other people think the same thing of themselves and therefore I'm expecting the same of them that I'm expecting of me, but like they're already not realistic expectations. So it's like, how do I manage that? How do I navigate that? How do, um, and I guess some, yeah. um, And I guess it like impacts sometimes my relationships as well, just in terms of like navigating, like, okay, well, I like, let's say, let's say I like I did a project for someone um and I'm not even talking like forest related or anything like I I do some projects with like friends and stuff sometimes and like if sometimes it's a friend especially I feel like I'm I have like this um obligation I suppose or like I feel obligated I feel like I, I owe them that to be quick and um uh I suppose responsive to delivering whatever it is that I'm supposed to deliver. But sometimes with life, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on at the same time and you can't always like get it done, you know, instantly in the next day or this or that. And it's like, how do I navigate that expectation that I have of myself to deliver quickly and promptly, but also not put myself in a position where I'm like giving myself anxiety and like, you know, not taking care of my mental health in the like in the process like it doesn't make any sense and like is is that expectation like so for instance um if I was to deliver say I don't know a certain amount of set of photos like say 50 photos well am I just imagining what they expect Mm -hmm. the deadline is and can I not just ask them hey by when do you need this by and then work on you know uh, an agreement because chances are they probably don't need it for tomorrow. I could probably do it like over the week or, you know, whatever that time frame is, but we can come to an agreement and everyone still is happy and I don't create anxiety for myself. And, you know, so that sometimes um, creates, it doesn't necessarily hold me back, but it creates friction and tension um, just within myself. And, and that actually like makes me freeze sometimes when I get really anxious. I just like, 
I'm just like, I can't do anything anymore. Like my brain's in overdrive and I can't focus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that lightning bolt when it hits you and you feel like I can't really hear what's even being said to me or I don't yeah. understand what's being said. I can't focus on anything. And the room around me feels like there's too much clutter around and I must clean it all to like organize it to then be able to perfectionist freak mm. out about everything. And that's, it's like a, a whole rat race right there too. Yeah. Um, that overdrive, I, I'm, that resonates a lot with me when you said that, that your brain is just literally so overloaded that you can't even create one single thought to like push you back on that train again. And like, okay, yeah. let's recenter. Those are skills, right? Those are skills that we have to <laughs> learn and work on. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. It's really tough. It takes a long time. I think too, what you were saying too, it, it, when it's a personal relationship that you have some sort of like emotional investment with working one-on-one -on -one with someone where you want to deliver for them and that you are raising yourself to that high standard from as simply from just behind the chair, I will say like, and I am a obsessive compulsive stylist like obsessive and, and I don't mean to to be slight about the way that I, I see that I really have ticks and I have things that I have to do behind the chair otherwise I can't get my art out the way that it needs to be that's mm -hmm. a whole other like I work through some of that sometimes where I'm like I've moved the water bottle three times and I need to like stop doing that to keep going yeah. it happens more for me when it's someone that I'm personally connected with. When I do my friend's oh. hair, I have a harder time with that. And then I, after the haircut, I like, or whatever the service we did, I'm texting them like, you know, 12 hours later. I'm like, is it fine? Is it good? Are you sure it's good? Do you, I need to refine it? And I'm like almost putting my high expectations because just like you said, I think that they need that from me, but really all they wanted to just to have me do what I always do, you know, <laughs> but I'm the one that's like yeah. perpetuating the anxiety about it. Like, I know they hate it. I know it was, I know that Bob line wasn't good enough. I know the left side was a little bit longer and, you know, and that's maybe just one example of like an actual behind the chair moment, which it resonated with me when you said, you mm. know, knowing someone personally, I, I definitely do that behind the chair, but I think Anytime, you know, for example, you know, you and I have worked together um, through with Forrest and I've done stuff for you, um, you know, for, you know, the, the show and then also yeah. for doing some like webinar stuff. And I did the same thing to you guys afterwards. I'm emailing and texting you guys, <laughs> you and Paige both going, I hope I didn't let you down. I hope it's what you wanted. I hope, and I'm just running that circle in my own head of that anxiety mm -hmm. of that somehow I failed because I care so deeply about who I'm connecting with that I turn around and tear my own self down rather than just being like turning to the audience and saying, how'd you like that? Okay with this? You guys okay <laughs> with this? Everyone's good. We're good. I'm just me, you know, and all yeah. the, all the, the ticks and my OCD and my stunting, you know, anxiety and all of that, like all of that it's just me and sometimes you gotta like and again yeah. one foot in front of the other right yeah 100 percent. yeah like <laughs> I remember moving to from Montreal to Dublin first time ever going to Europe and I have a working holiday visa for two years I don't have an apartment there I don't have a job waiting for me I don't know anyone I have two backpacks pretty much and one-way plane ticket to Dublin that's kind of all I had and I was like I'll figure it out once I'm there right oh no my pressure. gosh <laughs> so stressful like I was so 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 stressed and um, but like you said one step in front of the other and like I was like okay well what do I need to get done like first when I get there and I like I had a really good like support um system once I got there because the working holiday visa I didn't do all on my own it was like also through kind of an organization that helps um 18 to 35 year olds kind of do that um and so they had like a lot of like resources once you got there um to help you so like they had like computers and access to wi-fi like free and they had like orientation sessions and stuff and to help you essentially understand, well, what does it take to open a bank account in Dublin? What does it take to do this? 
how like what do you need in terms of documents to actually secure a, a, a rental apartment like there was so many like just it's just like everything was new and like you said one step in, one step at a time i was like okay well i probably should first figure out where to live because i'm currently in a hostel and that's not sustainable <laughs> like in terms of like sleep because I like I didn't have the budget to have like a, a private room in a hostel for like two weeks like that wasn't that wasn't a thing so I was like in rooms with like 10 other people or whatever it was so yeah sleep was like okay I need to prioritize my sleep therefore I need to find an apartment okay what do I need to find an apartment oh I need this thing and this thing okay great what's the first thing I can get out of those two and it's just like one step after the other but it would get like sometimes it would just feel like this mammoth of a task you know and it's just like I'm never gonna get through this like somebody put me back on a plane home like I don't like I don't want to do this anymore like please like what I made a mistake just put me back <laughs> put me back on a plane home and um I remember one day actually um and and that those thoughts were like just like really holding me back in, in terms of like getting things done because I was like just thinking about all the what ifs and like that's just stress and like panic and so one day I was like okay the idea of not having a flight booked home was clearly stressing me out in some way um so I was like let me book a flight for in six months time let me challenge myself to stay here at least six months. And if, and if I want to come back earlier or if I want to like extend that, then I can, but at least my brain will be at peace because I'll have a flight back. <laughs> and so I did that. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay. I can do six months. Like since six months felt less intimidating than I don't know how many time I'll stay here. <laughs> it's like, okay, like I've got a bit of a structure here and like, and just things start to fall into place naturally. And like three months in, I had, I was staying at like a, a nice apartment um, out in Kilbarak and I started working in forest and I started like making friends and, you know, get to know people and found the barbershop I wanted to go to. And it was just like, everything just kind of like naturally happened. And it was great. But yeah, you kind of need to, again, identify, acknowledge what is the main stressor? Like what's blocking you really? What's like constantly there in your mind? Those moments are tough to like sit back and be like, what really is it? Yeah. It's hard, but it's so essential because that's how, that's how we work through it. It's totally how we work through it. I think so. So then, you know, as soon as you kick everything off, right. And you're, you're on that track and you're grinding and, you know, you're living your best, you know, idea, what, for anybody who's listening, whether it's, you're starting a salon, whether you've moved um, to a brand new city, whether you've started a new job or you began, you know, your, your love for makeup and you're on YouTube as, you know, a contributor, whatever that is, you know, and maybe that's just starting a conversation with someone you were afraid to start a conversation with whatever that is, as things begin to grow and you're developing, you're really grinding at whatever it was that you took that step, you're learning to walk, now you're running, now it's getting hard, right? So now like your sleep's being deprived again, right? You start to tear yourself down again a little bit. I think it's, you nailed it with that moment of like, okay, what's let's reflect again. What is it that I need? Because those cracks are beginning to happen because yeah. there's a lot of pressure that, again, we've put that pressure on ourselves to do it. Now it's, you're successful at it. Now it's sort of taking you down like bit by bit, you're getting exhausted, you're getting worn down. And how do you take the moment to reset? Like I'm still always working and developing in this space that I'm wanting to share with you on because, and you and I went back and forth and said in our email to neither one of us have full disclaimer, <laughs> neither one of us have an answer, but we're actively trying with good intention. And I think if you have that good intention then to be able to share in this way, yeah, we don't have the answers. And what works for me is not going to work for somebody else, but it's the intention of trying yeah. to help build yourself back up when you're 
your dreams are happening, but it's, gosh, it's a lot that it's exhausting on you. So what, what is it that, you know, you tend to lean into to, to help yourself aside from sleep? Yes, we all need <laughs> sleep. We do. Yeah. Um, I feel, I feel like it's changed a lot in the past few years um, because because I was kind of forced to change really. Um, when I came back from Dublin and started working remotely uh, from Montreal, it was like a first year of working remotely for me. I'd never done it before. I'd seen my mom do it like for years and years and years. She still works, well, she's a freelance, but like she works from home. So like I'd seen her do that, but I had never experienced it myself. And so there was a mix of that traveling all of a sudden a lot because I was going to the States for Forest and going to these conferences, going to the Philly office two weeks, coming back. Like I was, I was in and out of Montreal really. I wasn't like fully full-time in Montreal. And I just started noticing like exactly that, like feeling, like starting to feel depleted and like stressed and, and just like, I, like I was, I was recognizing, slowly recognizing the signs of like an early burnout, really. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I need to do something about this because, yeah, I don't want to be in that situation. And none of the things that I used to uh, have done were really working. Like I was at that stage where it was like something completely new and I had to find new ways to cope and new ways to kind of just manage my day to day. Um, so things that have, that had really, really helped me back then um, that are still present today was well first of all therapy I, but no shame in saying that but like it was just so great because it it made me it helped me understand my patterns of thought like what I was like leaning into uh like what what were the causes of my anxiety because like it, it was just like so exponential like it was just I had never experienced like that much anxiety all at once and I was just like I don't understand where it's coming from like someone please help me understand my own brain <laughs> so once but like once I like once we started like talking about it and like putting like I said like putting words on what what it was exactly like it was easier to then recognize and identify what was happening in the moment and not that I could necessarily like prevent a, like an anxious situation from making me like an anxiety inducing situation to make me anxious but at least I could recognize it and maybe like find ways to cope better with it the next time kind of thing and so that was really really helpful and I really got back into meditation a lot um and that really helped because um there was this actually um it's not it's not coming from me and I can't remember who I've heard it from but um recently enough I was hearing someone explain like like sometimes when you're going through something in your head it's it's tough to handle and it's tough to kind of navigate because it's like so untangible um and sometimes if you associate it with like pain or like sadness or whatever like it's it's kind of hard to process but what I find great about meditation and this person was also like saying the same thing was like well these thoughts and stuff like you can then with breathing exercises and stuff like just actually transfer it into physical energy and physical energy or physical pain usually is easier for us to process and usually is easier for us to like understand okay well where like where am I feeling tense right now oh it's in my abdomen okay can I breathe into that? Can I just like, you know, relax a little bit more or can, so it was, it was an interesting kind of thing to realize that I was doing through meditation without realizing I was. Um, and it's great because now, like, if I, if I sense that happening again, I can just like take a five, even sometimes like just a two minute break breathing exercises. And it just like, it recenters you grounds you into the, the into the present moment grounds you into the earth and that that's also been really really helpful um something that and that's probably the kind of like main last big point that I've reconnected with a lot in the last year um is sports I was always like a huge 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 um sports person I was like I was an athlete for for many years and like played like high level uh high level sports teams uh, for flag football, for softball, fast pitch um, for years. And a couple of years before Dublin, I injured my knees 
um, skateboarding. So I took a break and then I got back to it a little bit, but then I was leaving for Dublin. So I was trying to save money. So I just like stopped. And then I just realized when, when I started playing flag football again last year, uh, just a bit before yeah a bit before the pandemic so like uh, maybe a year and a half ago I was like whoa okay I really need this like I really need this like physical like outlet of just like releasing that energy and if I don't have it I don't feel as good so I think I think there's like I think there's there's different ways of coping through all of that and feeling like stressed and depleted or like near burnout. And I think it's like important to find what works for you. I've also really realized that I, I love doing puzzles. It's like really therapeutic for me <laughs> for some reason. I'm just it it yeah, it's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyone watching this and like feels like they need to like be in the present moment, like grab a puzzle, just try and do that for two hours. I swear to God, you'll feel so much better after. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, but I think, I also like think that like these conversations that we have and, and are intentional about really help too, because you get to understand other people's experiences. Like earlier on this year, we had Ashley Hodges, who's like really, really uh, known, especially in the UK, but I think like worldwide as well. As well. Um, and she was talking about her experience with like wellness and burnout and managing expectations and stuff. And one thing that really, really stunned me uh, and Killian into silence for a second, we were just like, oh my God, like that is gold, you know? Is like, if you feel like you should do something, you probably shouldn't because it's not coming from an internal desire of doing it. It's coming from an external expectation that you're putting on yourself or that someone's putting on yourself. And so you are probably run, you're probably going to just, you know, run yourself into the ground, taking all on all of these, like, I should do this. Um, so it's about trying to figure out what do I want to do, actually? What's something that I'm going to do because I authentically want to do it? And that's always going to um, give you more energy. Like, yeah, you're going to spend some, but you're also going to be like so pleased with the reward of doing it that you're you're going to replenish, you know? Whereas like if you just do these, I should do this or, you know, um, well, I should probably take this client at the end of my day because what if she doesn't come back or, you know, all these like setting those boundaries, like the shoulds will probably um, take more energy than they'll ever give back to you. So absolutely I can't sorry I went on a tangent there <laughs> no it was not it was so clear and concise it's not a tangent at all I think that that little nugget and that was something that I got the pleasure of kind of hearing some of this discussion previously but I think that comment that Ashley had about just being the should and then the should versus what you want yourself and all that is boundaries and you that was like kind of the last thing that you said there boundaries are huge it is so huge because I, I think those of us that are also a little bit of a people people pleaser mm. type mentality or that you do raise yourself up to this I'm a workhorse I can get it done like yes I should take on whether like you said that client I should take on this extra project I should do x y and z it, it it's gonna totally deplete a hundred percent i think that is like you said it's total gold it's total gold and i think that needs yeah. to really like sit and resonate with people too because what are you doing that you just think you should be doing yeah and also oh go ahead yeah oh sorry it's interesting because like we have like these thought starter questions i know you've you know about them because you've been on on our instagram lives but just like um an episode that was, I think, either recently aired or upcoming, either or, anyways, you'll get the scoop. Um, we were asking, um, what, what don't you have the time to do in your life right now and why? And it's like, well, wow, okay, what, what don't I have the time to do? And like, am I taking on too many shoulds? Because like, if it's something that I don't have the time to do, but I really want to do, it's, it should probably be a priority. Like, I should probably like try and figure out what am I doing right now that doesn't need to happen? 
that I can either delegate, like if you're a salon owner and you have a team working with you, like if social is really not something you want to do and you, you have this, a, a staff member that who's really great at it and you can delegate that, why not, you know, and then do something that you actually really want to do. that's it's so funny too and I have to I'll just call it out because again we're putting it all out there and for everyone to hear it's a perfect example too I actually have a team member <laughs> who's amazing at social media so yeah I've not been on social media in two full weeks because it feels like the pressure and I keep saying I don't know it doesn't it's not giving me joy right now and mm. so that is clearly something that it has to get delegated. And it's these moments too, where you're like, yeah, there's, there's a sign here that this isn't for me. This isn't the space for me right now. Yeah. I, I need to step back. I need to delegate that out. And I also to touch on and, and just again, put my own craziness out there is that I love that you talked about breathing and breathing through those moments that are happening. And a lot of times this was kind of a, a reflection that I had had, um, you know, I've been behind the chair since like 2005. So, you know, I'm, I grind behind the chair throughout the day and, mm -hmm. and pre pandemic when we were doing double booking, working at full capacity, you know, I'd have, you know, working on a full head foil. And then I've got a client who's processing and I'm like the clock, the ticking the clock. And I, in my head, I'm like, you got this, you got this, we're doing this. We're just go, 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 go. Don't stop now, Amber, just keep going. And then this lovely little device right on my watch is pinging me going, it might be a moment to take a breath. And then I look at the watch and I'm like, to hell with you watch, you shut your mouth. I don't need to take a breath. I have to get through this. But it was that moment that I realized there's a piece of actual like technology that's clearly understanding that I am stressed and I am clearly not acknowledging it myself until something showed it to me yeah. that I was not doing it. And that I was having a physical response with an elevated heart rate. And this watch is going like, hey, ding dong, you should probably take a look <laughs> yourself. Otherwise you're gonna like, I don't know, it's not healthy like to keep doing this. And, you know, for a lot of years, I, I laughed at it and was like scoffed at it. Like, don't tell me what to do until I actually began to start doing some breathing exercises and realizing, oh my gosh, it really does fully center you. It, it does transition and take all of that anxiety. It doesn't a hundred percent get rid of it. That's still, there's other things that we have to do on the back end of that. But in the moment when you're feeling that pressure, it's taking that one minute, two minutes to have a moment, breathe it out, let some air get to like the very tips of your fingertips, you know, mm -hmm. to every last like capillary in your body and, and work that anxiousness out because if you don't, it's just going to compound. And, and I thought it was just a funny sort of interesting you know, <laughs> the the watch telling me what i should have seen on my own and i'm completely oblivious to it but this is exactly the road that i get my own self down yeah. um, i think we, we tend to do that just naturally because it's like we i suppose like in the past like couple of years with the whole like hustle mentality and all that it's just like it's just go 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 all the time and so like now we're, we're trying like especially I think with COVID a lot like we've just realized oh well hold on it doesn't need to be go 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 all the time like what like I can also take care of myself and it, it can it can feel nice whoa oh I can do that too nice okay and it's like trying to re like find that that balance again you know of like what feels good for you and what makes you happy um so I'll Although like I'm well eager for all of this to be over and to find some sort of normality, like we're still in under curfew here and it's actually just brought, it's just been brought back to 8, uh, 8 p.m. instead of 9.30. So I'm like, ah, oh, it's spring, it's so nice outside. The sun sets until like, you know, doesn't set until like 8.30. Um, but I think in some other ways, it's actually brought some, some good, you know, some nice reflections and some nice conversations. Um, I've noticed I've had a lot more of conversations with um, people in general, like people close to me, people from the industry, like just, I don't know, it just feels a lot more open yeah. for some reason. 
I think people are kind of laying it all out there and, and wanting to have those deep, strong connections too, because, mm. you know, this last year is really just, I mean, we're over a year now. I mean, I keep saying a year, but it's longer than that. You know, I don't know. It's like the, we're in the twilight zone of it all, but, but um, it, I think when the hustle, like you said, gets taken from you, it's like, well, what's there left? It's yourself and your relationships and people long for connectivity, but yeah. I'm with you. I long for like genuine connectivity. Like again, back to, I haven't been on social media for two weeks. I want to <laughs> like, like cling on to people in this way, because this feels really good to me and having those areas to be able to get to level, to be able to share and to be able to like cheerlead too. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. my favorite my favorite pastime is being a cheerleader. And so, and so I never was one, but I'm going to, I'm always going to be cheerleading for everybody else, but it's these connections like this, that it really does take what a total shit show we've just been through and, and helps it to, um, to feel like there was some meaning to it all, you know, what we all strive for is. Yeah. Meaning. Yeah. Meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I know that you're going to have an even more pages and pages and pages of amazing things to add to your, your resume. And you're going to continue to do incredible things and continue to share because it is just always a delight to listen to everything that you share and contribute um, for you as yourself, for you within the forest organization, for you within the salon industry. I mean, to hear everything that you put out there, it's, it's always, it feels so good. And I'm so excited to, to see what this next year is going to bring for you, even though it's still hard, but you're going to do some amazing things. I know it. Yeah, hoping to launch like my photo project that I've been just sitting on for the past three years. <laughs> take that step, take that step. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another example like of a mammoth thing that I'm just like, mm, it's too big. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've like slowly under someone's recommendation, you know, taking the time to make it like a little Trello board and break it down into small steps, you know, so I can walk before I actually run. Um, so yeah, that, but yeah, really excited for all the conversations that are going to happen through Forest FM. That's definitely been a huge, huge um, learning opportunity for me and Killian, just like between ourselves and actually like hosting, producing a podcast, but also like just on a human level, understanding people better, understanding like making connections and yeah. I don't know. There's just this. I, I feel like I've I've grown a lot through hosting that show with Killian, and I'm sure, I'm sure you you feel the same to some extent with with Twenty Seven Talks, you know. So, it's I great. it's so fun to be able to just sit down and and have a chat and put something good out there in the world and and lean with that good intention. And you guys do it amazingly on every episode of what you you mm-hmm. contribute, but. It, it's been fun to to sort of dip my toe in the pool of sharing and this platform too is and I you know it was paralyzingly scary for me too to do it and, it's, and I still get a little bit of sweat every time even though like, gosh I've known you for years and I still get nervous right before I hit record so but it's so fun <laughs> But um, yeah, I think you're going to do some incredible things. So I'll, I'm here rooting for you the whole way, the whole way along. And I cannot wait for your photo project. And I will send you many emails nudging you along. <laughs> Please do. Keep me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I have a few questions that I want to ask you as we wrap things up here. Yeah. These are my seven questions all about you. Fun and lighthearted. Are you ready? I am. Fire away. Best moment of 2021 so far. Oh. Um. Uh, I guess there's like it's it's the same, never really the same. But um, my friends have a two-year-old. He's turning two in just like a week, and um whenever I see him 
it's just we have just like the greatest bond and it's just amazing and I feel like I can I feel like I see the world differently when I'm hanging hanging with him and just like playing because I see like he's just like so he looks at the world with like this awe and like this curiosity that you you kind of sometimes lose a bit through the hustle and the grind and just like the day-to-day -day of like being an adult and it's so good to kind of bask in that more so yeah I guess those moments with uh, with their kid obviously my friends too but <laughs> their kid really makes me see things a bit different that's just so special that's so awesome that bond you guys must have that's incredible mm. it's always awesome to see it through the world and even as crazy as we are all experiencing the world like they don't know any different right now like, right like they just know love yes yes you need more of that so we all yeah. need to be more like children in that way love each other everyone <laughs> see the yeah, world with you. loving eyes <laughs> yeah um okay so which animal do you wish you could have like any animal and I don't mean like you know I'm very vegan and you know PETA friendly so I just mean in a hypothetical situation which animal would you like to have um I'll probably sound really basic but I really want a puppy I've been thinking about it for like a couple years now and I'm just like what if after COVID like I have to travel so much again for work like I don't want to like have to you know have my dog babysat all the time like I want to be there and present for, for my puppy but yeah so I'm like still I'm still like holding off a bit just to figure out like what's what's the return to you know life with airports and flights and business trips is going to be like for me. But. Well, that's the responsible thing to do, but that's good. But you've got okay. two friends with a little one that can watch your puppy when you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm lucky I have a lot of friends who love dogs. So, you know, I'll have, I'll have plenty of people to babysit if so, needed. Well, I can't wait for that for you. That's going to be great. Um, what's your favorite thing? I know with curfew and all of that. So, hmm. um, you know, I think it, maybe if it's changed within this year, but what is your favorite thing to do in Montreal? um these days park hangs yeah yeah just hanging out in the park it's sun have some good food did that just was it this week yeah it was this week um with a poke bowl and just like listening people are great in Montreal like some this this person um this group of of people were uh sitting right next to um to us and like we were just enjoying our poke bowls right and they had a guitar and they were playing like some songs and at some point like they they got really kind of into it and they sang like this one song that they just like really really kind of projected out there and as they finished up everybody in the park just started clapping and like those moments in Montreal like it's just it's just so special I feel like I don't get that a lot in like most cities that I've been to like it's just yeah it's very kind of uh it's very community driven I feel in Montreal it's pretty great so park hangs are usually pretty awesome and doable in this time <laughs> yeah that's an acceptable activity yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I love that well and maybe this you maybe you've already answered this next question then but what's your must-have meal is it a pokeball <laughs> must-have meal um pizza pizza I, I always say, you know, if, if I could have like one last meal or whatever, if I could eat the like one thing for the rest of my life, it'd be pizza because you can always switch up the ingredients and the toppings and pizza's just delicious. What's not to like about bread, cheese and, you know, whatever toppings you want on it. So good. So good. Do you like a thin pizza or do you like a thick? Like I tend to go, yeah, I tend to go for thin, but any pizza I'll be happy to have <laughs> except pineapple no pineapple on the pizza it's just weird <laughs> <laughs> my brother and I have this thing where like we don't like warm fruit warm fruit is weird <laughs> that is kind of weird to me yeah it's just no don't do that. <laughs> um what is your favorite thing about being involved in the salon industry being part of the salon industry um I guess 
there's a lot there's a lot that I appreciate about the salon industry it's definitely the industry that I felt like the most connected with um and feel kind of more like I think I think the openness like I feel like I can 100% be who I am and like I'm gonna find people that relate to that no matter where I go in the world within that industry which is amazing to me um so the openness the creativity like that like one of my one of my uh top personal values is is creativity and um that is just like probably one of the biggest things in the industry so it's great and and yeah it's just like a very feel very connected the industry yeah you feel like once you're part of it you just feel really really connected in some like insane ways I love that. I, I can't agree with you more. I think that's just such an amazing part about who we are as an industry as a whole and the, you know, inclusion and just the acceptance of just, we are just a crazy band of creative misfits and we all somehow and dreamers. And we're all dreamers. All dreamers. Yes. Great. So good. So good. Um, well then what hobby do you love most? I mean, you kind of touched with sports a bit. So what's the number one for you? Um, the one that keeps coming back, no matter how many times I've stopped in my life is flag football. Yeah, really, really like I've, I've stopped and started again. And if I don't, take out the years that I've stopped I would have played for like 15 years um and yeah and I'm still like I'm, I'm actually like working towards like trying to get into like this I want to play competitive again you know and I'm like I'm 30 but I can do this like I can I can totally like compete against like 23 22 year olds like it's fine like look, watch me give me a year of like workout at home kind of thing working with a personal trainer it's great like I'm so motivated and uh yeah, it's just it, it just gives me a lot of joy to be on a on a gridiron. It's great. Fantastic. Hopefully, one day I can. Uh, there was like talks about like a team from Montreal joining a US league and stuff. And there's a lot of like there's a lot of cool things that are happening for flag football in in this right moment, like this this year and stuff. Like um, um, there's there's going to be some huge tournaments that are going to be televised this year in the US and stuff. So it's it's pretty cool for the sport. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's awesome. I hope there is going to be this awesomeness colliding from US and Montreal and big things happening. It'd be fantastic. It'd be great. Yeah, it'd be so, great. Love it. Well, I'll still, I'll be cheerleading for you that way too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm staring at my notes here real quick. What compliment do you not often give yourself, but you wish you would more hmm that is a good question what's the last one i had to make it count <laughs> no um and this is also so i can get you to say your compliment like i'm this recording yeah <laughs> um a compliment that i don't tell myself enough I don't know if it's like a compliment or like a word of encouragement so much. If it's a word of encouragement, tell me because I'll, I'll, I'll look for a compliment. No, go with what you're feeling right now. Just go for it. You're doing great. Right. Just keep, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Like I, I often like doubt, like it comes back to the self-doubt and like the, like, and I, and you're worthy actually yeah you're doing great the encouragement and you are worthy oh i love it and those two i'm gonna email you that and be like did you tell yourself that today because <laughs> it's so important there it's so important and i asked that question with absolute intention because it is something that we've like covered so much ground in that exact space and i have had so many people in my chair recently, friends who have needed it, myself who has desperately needed it as well. And I 
love hearing you say that because I think every single person who is listening and watching right now can say the same exact thing that we all are worthy of it. And you're doing a great job. Everyone's doing a great job. So you're doing a great job. Amber, you're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. And I hope that you tell yourself that every day because it is the absolute truth. And you're so worthy of every amazing thing that's going to come your way because it's coming for you because you are worthy of it. And, and I think that you got to trust yourself in that because it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, you're so sweet. You're so kind. Thank you. You are so sweet and kind. And I'm so honored that you took this time to be with me. And you know, we could just sit here and BS about it all day because it feels so good. <laughs> know, when you got to those seven questions, I was like, already? I don't know. <laughs> Where did the time go? <laughs> Where did the time go? Again, before we know, right? That's you're having fun and we're having a good conversation and I hate, I hate to say goodbye. It's always the worst part of this. Whole thing, right? <laughs> it's only, it's only a see you later, really. It's that's totally how you have to see it. Yeah, that's how you have to see it. So see you later. It's Catch see you later. later. And I hope soon enough we'll actually be able to see each other yeah, in person. And I look forward to that day. And in the meantime, you know, I'm always here for you and I'm so grateful because I know you're there for me too. And Absolutely. I was going to say the same and I'm there for you whenever you need. All the love. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on your platform. It's been great. I've really, really enjoyed it. Great questions. Um, great, like reflective questions. And I think, and I, I hope that everyone who has been watching thinks about those same questions as well, because they're important. important. Well, thank you for sharing so openly and so wholeheartedly. And we'll connect again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'll see you later. All right. See you. Thank you.